Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. up your hands and let's praise him. Can we hear some voices? Father, we thank you so much for the power and the glory that is in this place. We just thank you from with all our strength and with all our mind and with our voices, Father, we love you, we praise you, and we glorify your name. We thank you for taking us out of the pit of sin and put our feet upon a solid rock. You are praised this morning. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Give them a clap offering. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Give somebody a high five, and then you can sit down and enjoy the Word of God. If you're here for the very first time, welcome. Welcome. I'm glad you came. We are happy. I want to deal today with having your breakthrough. I believe that every one of us need to experience breakthrough in our lives. Because when we experience breakthrough, it makes, us a, it makes us happy inside, but also makes us feel that there's a future up ahead. Because sometimes it could get very, very hard in the things that we go through. How many here have ever been through hard, hard times? Thank God that God kept us in the middle of all the storms, but we decided that we were going to stick it out, and we were going to accomplish what God wanted us to accomplish. Even though we felt weak, even though we felt strange, even though we didn't understand, we knew that God was going to see us through because we were going to have our breakthrough. So just standing there, just standing firm and saying to God, I believe in everything that you got to say. I'm going to stand here. I'm not going to move. I'm going to see the hand of God move all over the place, and I'm going to get my breakthrough. We need, we need to have that spirit inside, that excellent spirit, that excellent spirit that says, you know what, I believe God, and therefore I'm going to stand with God. And no matter what goes on, we're going to stand. So I want to read a scripture here in the first Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. And I love this scripture because it, when I read it the first time, I started understanding what I was doing. I will therefore that men will Men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubt. God uses instruments called our hands, our arms. When we lift them up, the scripture says that as we lift them up, one without wrath and one without doubt. So when God looks down, he looks at your arms lifted up, one without doubt and one without wrath. In other words, you're not mad at me, and I'm not doubting you. Those are the singles that I'm saying to God. You're not mad at me, uh, and, uh, and I'm lifting up my hands. Hallelujah. So we need to really understand that God 
when we use our bodies as a living sacrifice and we go out of our way to praise him, God begins to do things on our behalf. So don't you ever think that nothing is happening. Everything is happening. It's just not happening the way you think it's going to happen because God has many pauses. He puts the brakes on you sometimes so that you will not be, be a big-headed person that you did it on your own. He will put pauses on your life so that you can realize where you're at with God. See if your faith is being developed, where your commitment is. And if you stand there and you tell your family, everything is going to work out, just have the patience because I'm lifting up both of my hands, one without doubt and one without wrath. And I am believing that God is going to give me my breakthrough breakthrough hallelujah so this day you need to realize that if we're going to have our breakthrough you're going to have to work through dominion having dominion over the powers of the air over the powers of hell and having that dominion to stand in the mighty name of jesus where you could use that name because it's inside of you and you got authority inside of you and you use the name. I said, devil, you ain't going to do what you're going to do. I am going to come out of this place and I'm going to come out shining like gold because I decided to put on my dominion and have my breakthrough while I'm there fighting and knowing that dominion working inside of me. So you and I need to come to that place where we agree with ourselves. Sometimes you got to speak at your speak at, speak to yourself because sometimes in my heart I feel weak. But then when I hear the Holy Spirit, He says, no, "You're not weak, Reuben. You're strong in the Lord." So I have to listen to the Spirit of God and not listen to Reuben. I got to listen to God, and you gotta be sensitive to the glory of God. When when you're sensitive to the glory of God, then you can tear down the strongholds that are in front of you and not doubt the, anything that's happening because you know very well who's inside of you and who rules and who reigns. Hallelujah. So you need to have dominion. Now I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for allowing us to be here. I pray that you will stir us up, stir our spirits. Make us people, Lord, that love warfare and people that will stand in the middle of anything that's going on and that we will take our steps in there and, Lord, destroy the powers of the devil, taking dominion over our cities, taking dominion over our jobs, taking dominion over every sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I ask you, Father, for breakthroughs this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. I know he's looking from heaven, and I don't want to miss out on anything. Hallelujah. So you and I are going to have to think in our mind of breakthroughs. Because there's some times where we face the hardest situations of our lives. And those hard things that are in front of us are the things that are, that are starting to build us. Don't ever think that the trial that's in front of you is just there to do nothing. No, it is making you into that man of God that you're too legit to quit. In other words, you're not a coward. You're not running away from it. You are running towards it. 
I don't, I, it's just like when you fall in love, when you have your wife and you fell in love with her, you didn't care about anything. You, you had your eyes on her and that was going to be your wife and you went for it. Well, how much more in the things of God? you got to go for what God has for you. And when you accomplish that, you see the blessings of God. So sometimes it is hard. Sometimes also it's delayed. Things that we've been praying for are delayed. Sometimes we think that God's taking too long. And God takes this sweet time in order to perfect you so that you can learn the way he does things. The minute you learn the way he does things, then you start walking a little softly and saying, well, it's okay, it's delayed, but I am just waiting patiently because I learned that other time I learned that I was too anxious, and the other time I learned that I was too swift, and the other time I learned that I just wanted to do it in my own way. Now I am patient enough just to wait. I know that it's delayed, but it is coming. I know that I'm suffering, but it is coming. I know that God's going to open up that door, but it is coming. Because we know that God is allowing us to go through those delay moments. That's why the Bible says, impatience possess your soul. That means patience is being, it uses you to train yourself so that you won't be over anxious of doing things. No, you walk and you walk gently and you walk towards it and you know that it is coming. So if you ain't got no patience, get ready for some good trials so that you could develop patience. Because God shows you that you're not, you don't have that patience so God has to develop it and it's through trials. Can I tell you something? When those trials come out, just get a cup of coffee and just say, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to enjoy my donut. I'm going to enjoy my coffee. And I'm going to enjoy my word. Because I know that it is coming and God is allowing me to be a patient man. Yeah, it might have a delay. Anything that happens to you is not by accident. It is not by accident. It's been designed for you perfectly. So understand that God is building you and training you and making, in, making you into the individual that he sees, not the individual that you see. You got to look at what God is looking at. I am after you because I love you. I am after you because I'm developing you. I am after you because I want to purify you. I'm going to make you into a person that when they see you, they know that something good is inside of you and God has turned you around. Hallelujah. Turning around. And sometimes it feels like, oh man, it's a bondage. Some guys, sometimes you get attacked and you feel like, man, all these devils are hitting you from everywhere. And you feel like you're under bondage. You're not under bondage. You're just fighting. You're just fighting and you're picking up your spiritual dukes, your spiritual life, and you're saying, devil, get out of my way. I might feel this way, but I know who I am on the inside. On the inside, I got dynamo power. I got glory inside of me, and I'm going to destroy the works of the enemy because I know in whom I have believed. So you need to realize you got rid of, get rid of those bondages. Nothing holding you down. You're a free man on the inside. 
aside. Do not allow those things to sidetrack you. Get rid of them. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I like to get mad, holy mad. When I get holy mad, man, I start walking up and down and saying, devil, out of here. I got you in my house, and I don't want you in my house. I don't want you in my kids. I'm going to say, in the name of Jesus, I take authority, and they got to go. By the time I'm done, I know my house is at peace. And I can take a deep breath and say, oh, not only is my house at peace, but myself, my person is at peace because God is working inside of me. So if you came to church today thinking you're not going to get anything from God, I've got news for you. All of heaven is lining up, but he's got to train his man and he's got to train his lady. And he's got to train that teenager because he wants you to be the best person around. Don't ever hold back. Tell your neighbor, don't ever hold back, neighbor. Now tell the other one on the other side. Never hold back. Because he might be deaf on the other side, but say it louder. Pick up that hearing aid and let's go. So you and I need to understand that because God's building us. Hallelujah. God not only wants you to hear his voice, he wants you to become his voice. Woo. How do you do that? Listen to me. You have the third person of the Trinity inside of you. He is a person. He has a mind, a will, and emotions. And if you don't realize that, you're going you're gonna to sense it as you walk in the walk with God, when you walk with God. You're going to sense it because sometimes you're going to feel sad inside. Because maybe you did something wrong against him and you start feeling sad. Or maybe there is somebody pointing the finger at you and they're talking bad of you and the Holy Spirit warns you. Somebody is talking bad about you and I want you to pray for them. Why? Because those emotions trigger off your emotions and you think you're just emotional. No, it's the Holy Spirit. Now you got to practice to hear the man that lives inside of you, the God that lives inside of you. And you have to pay close attention that he uses your emotions. A lot of times he's giving me emotions, man. And I say, why? Why? Your wife is hurting. Help her. And all of a sudden, I would wake up and do what I had to do because my emotions told me that something was wrong. But he triggered off my mind to give me those thoughts through the emotions. Are you following me? And then he has a mind. The mind of God lives inside of you. You have a spirit, but now you got the Holy Spirit. And the mind of God has to train you to think like God, to think biblically. When you think biblically, you're not thinking naturally. When opposition comes your way, you take, it, you take control and tell your family, wait a minute, I got this. Nothing is going to hurt us because I understand what God is doing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I stand until this thing moves out of the way. So you got a mind and then you got your will. You're going to have to make choices. Choices to take in what God is doing. In your mind, don't think carnal, you want to fight physically. No, no, no. Think spiritually. Because it is the enemy trying to bring you down mentally. Do not let him. Emotionally. Most of all, your heart has to be really strong. 
in the Lord. Can you say amen? Tell your neighbor, God's speaking to you, neighbor. So when we lift up our hands, we are saying, I have no doubt and I have no anger in me. No doubt and no anger. So every time you lift up your hands, I tell you, lift up your hands. I'm lifting up my hands. I have no doubt and no anger in me. No doubt and no wrath in me. And I know that you're not mad at me because I know that you're God and you love me. So when you do that, it changes all that you are. One of the things that God likes to use is not only what I told you, but praise. Praise. God wants to use your mouth to be full of praise. I remember when I first got saved, I knew I got saved because the door, it hit my finger when it shut. And instead of cursing, I said, hallelujah. I knew I was saved then. Otherwise, the other word would come out. And I did it several times, and I used to tell my wife, I said, man, I think I got saved. And she would smile and say, you got saved, all right. You're not the same person that you were before. So you and I need to understand that God is constantly creating a new person inside of you. Hmm? You say, Pastor Ruben, you don't cuss? No, I don't. I don't. I used to cuss a lot. I used to be a cusser. I'm confessing all my sins here in front of you. I used to be a cusser. Every other word was a cussing word. But now every other word is praise, hallelujah. God is good. God's going to do great things. There's a new man that's living inside of me. So number one, praise gives you favor with people. Listen to the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Let me read it again. Praising God. Say it with me. Praising God. Praising God. Say it louder. Praising God. Praising God. Having favor with all the people. Listen. One thing, it was so hard for me to get along with people because I only got along with the people that I thought would be nice to me. Now I get along with everybody. I love people. I enjoy people. I embrace people. I like to bless people. I like to help people. I like to enjoy people. And when you enjoy, it's because you got some praise going on between you and God. There is no more problems with people. And if one bothers you, then God's telling you, hey, if, if that bothers you, then you're not really, really 100% given to me. And you need something that is weak inside of you to be strengthened. So love him, love her, so that you can get rid of your weakness. Get your praise on. Hallelujah. Get your praise on. Having favor with people. I don't want people talking bad about me that I mistreated them. I want people to say, you know what? That's a good church. I love that church. They got a whole lot of love. Why? Because they love people. You can come in with a with a, the skip loader of, of nothing but heavy weights and sin. Just put them on the altar. Hallelujah. You'll walk up with a little wagon. Call yourself. And this is what makes the church grow. When you love people, and most of all, when you're praising God and looking at Him because He loves people, He brings this into your soul so that you can love people and love the unlikable. You know, 
Some of us used to judge people just by the way they look. Why don't you find out who they are before you judge? Huh? Maybe you have a face that only a mother could love. And maybe it's going to take a little practice to love you. Come on, somebody. I'm saying the truth. We have to learn how to love people because when we love people, the church starts growing because as we love people, as we're praising and loving people, the God brings us more because he can trust us. But we need praise. We need praise for God to add. Number two, praise gives you the power over the enemy. The book of Exodus, chapter 17, verse 11. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hands, the Amalekites prevailed. The story was that they were doing war with the Amalekites. So Aaron and, 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 and his disciple went up with her, went up to Moses, went up to the mountain with Moses and held up his hands because his hands were getting tired. And every time that his hands got tired, then Amalek started defeating the Israelis, the people of God. And then as they came, they just picked up his arms. And as they saw those arms and they saw the men next to him, they started fighting and they started destroying the enemy. Sometimes you need a little help because you're not Superman. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to ask somebody else, hey, help me pray for this. Help me praise God for this. It seems like I got too much weight on me. It seems like I'm going through a whole lot. Why don't you come and lift up my hands and help me pray so that we can conquer the enemy. I got my son that is lost. I want to see him saved. I want to see my girl saved. Right now it looks disturbing, but I need somebody to lift up my hands and help me pray so that we can destroy the powers of the enemy. We need help. We need people that will give themselves over to the power of God and help the leaders and help the people so that they can defeat the powers of the enemy. Number three, Praise removes the spirit of heaviness or sadness. How many here have ever been heavy? I'm not talking about food now. Uh, I, I am talking about being heavy in your spirit. Have you ever walked into a church and you're heavy and you came in for a word? You came to hear something that would encourage you because you feel sad inside. Maybe your husband broke your heart or maybe your wife broke your heart or maybe the, the children broke your heart, but you're heavy. Something happened and you walk into church and, and man, there's nothing like coming into a church that is alive where you can lift up your hands and they can see that something's going on and you're encouraging them by your actions. By your actions, you're encouraging encouraging them because you are dealing and you understand that people are heavy-hearted. Listen to Isaiah 61, chapter 61, verse 3. To appoint unto them they that mourn in Zion, to give the beauty of for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that you might be called the trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Woo! The oil of joy and the garments of praise against the spirit of heaviness. I think we need to praise God a little bit right now. 
Because I, I, I think that there are some people sitting here that you walked in tormented. But I've got news for you. You're coming out of this. You're going to be a champion. You're going to destroy every work of the devil. You're going to conquer everything. You're going to stand on that mountain and say, I, hallelujah, been delivered from the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands now and just praise him? Father in heaven, we thank you. We pray for those that are heavy hearted right now. I come against that demonic force that's trying to destroy them. I pray that you will lift them up this morning. That you will just take them by the right hand of power and destroy the powers of the enemy. Everything is going to be fine. You might be tormented but you're going to be at peace right now. In the name of Jesus devil you have no power over the house of God. Now give them a praise and give them a clap offering. Hallelujah. I know what the spirit of heaviness feels like. And I, I remember some of my girls ran away. Thank God they're serving God now. But when they ran away, being a pastor, and when they were out in the streets, man, my heart was heavy. I sent all the home, go knocking at every door. We're going to find one of them. And we found one of them. Come on. Come on home, sister. And she was a shame. I said, I don't care how filthy you feel. I don't care what you've done. I want to tell you, God loves you first. And your mama and your daddy loves you more. Because now we got to put up with you. And what is it? We, we lifted up the spirit of heaviness by action. By action. And action sometimes is taking a person that's down and out and giving them hope. That's the action. Don't be saying, well, why didn't you do that? Just be quiet. Just say, come on, sister, brother, we love you. Come on. Hold my hand. We're, we're going to be with you until the end because we know that you're weak, but God is strong. So when we do that, there is... We break that sadness because it's sad when evil things happen in your house. How many of you have ever been there? It is sad. I, I remember crying, me and Stella, we cried, we cried for all three of our daughters. But today they're serving God. All of them are saints now. <laughs> they look cute now. They look beautiful now. Oh, but God knows what they put me through. I wanted to, never mind. <laughs> I had to put on praise. Can you say amen? I had to come against the spirit of heaviness. And now we're called the trees of righteousness. How many of you have ever seen the oak tree that's back there? It's a big, beautiful tree. It's got an owl. And it's got some kind of another bird there. A hawk. They keep our yards clean. They attack all the rats. But God says, that tree, you're a tree. And you are a tree of righteousness. You're a tree of righteousness. That's what it says, right? Where am I here? Yeah. Garments of praise that you might be called the trees of righteousness. Planted of the Lord that you might be glorified. That he might be glorified. Wow. 
I'm a tree. Remember that old song? I'm like a tree, I'm like a tree, I'm like a green olive tree in the house, in the house of the Lord. Well, you're trees. I said, you're trees. Yeah, you're human bodies, but you're trees. You're a tree. That means that you're a tree that will endure anything. You're a tree that's got roots all the way down. And, and you're a tree because you're the righteousness of God. Say it with me, I'm the righteousness of God. Say it loud, I'm the righteousness of God. Uh, again, I'm the righteousness of God. See, the, the flesh, the devil will condemn you for everything, but you're the tree. Come on, you're the tree, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So, no more sadness. Tell your neighbor, no more sadness, neighbor. Mm. Number four, praise will bring protection against the enemy and to destroy the demon forces. Woo! Look at this, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, appointing singers unto the Lord, that they should praise in the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Woo! The beauty of holiness. Say it with me, the beauty of holiness. The appointed singers. Thank God for the worship team that we have that breaks everything before we even start doing anything. And thank God for the people that are praying here before the service that break every single thing. We got three layers, prayer, worshipers, and then the preacher comes up. And everything is set. Everything is set. Because in praising the Lord, saying, His mercy endureth forever. Woo! That's the song. His mercy endureth forever. That's what... Let me read it again. And when he consulted with the people and appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Come on, we got a new song. His mercy endureth forever, devil. His mercy endureth forever, devil. His mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. Yeah, I'm not a trip, but his mercy endureth forever. Yeah, I'm I'm not a faulted, but his mercy endureth forever. Yeah, I might have gone through some heavy stuff, but his mercy endureth forever. So come on, put up your dukes with the voice, with the voice. His mercy endureth forever. Woo. So when you get out of here today, his mercy endureth forever. Come on, the enemy. Let's go. Let's do it. Hallelujah. Let's do it. But we're singing his mercy endureth forever. Get a load of this, devil. His mercy endureth forever. You can try to condemn me. You got to try to put me down. You can try to knock me out. But his mercy endureth forever. That ought to make you get out of bed and praise God. Let me read 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, he set an ambush against the, Emma, uh, the children of Ammon, Moab, that might, uh, Mount Sarah, which came against Judah, and they were smitten. So here's, 
Here is the children of God, and here's the enemy coming against them. And when they started singing praises to the Lord, the Lord ambushed the, Amma, the Moabites and destroyed them. And Judah came out winning. Come on, somebody. We, we will come out winning. You are a champion inside of you. You are a powerful individual. Don't you dare look down at yourself and say, I am nobody. I am filthy. I'm that. No, no, no. I am singing my way out of this bag of, of tricks that the enemy has. And I am going to sing. And the God is going to send an ambush against the enemy. Woo. It sure feels good when God protects you. When God protects you because he's always surrounding you as you lift up your voice and you start singing. Turn around and tell your neighbor, it's time to start singing, neighbor. Tell the other one because he might be deaf on the other side. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to live a life that is sweet before me. Uh, in the middle of pressure, in the middle of trials, in the middle of bad circumstances, I know I can lift up my voice, and he will pick me up like a little kitty. You know how you pick him up from the neck, pick you up so nice, and say, oh, my son, I love you so much. Here, I'm putting you on the rock right now. Ooh. And then you can go, yes, Lord, meow, hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, because... The enemy likes to hit us with our past, present, and, and try to stop us for our future. We must get to the place where we let God do what he's going to do. Look at Joseph. Joseph was an innocent young man. God said in, in a dream, he saw the stars bowing before him. That was a kingdom bowing before him, that God was going to use him. He didn't know how it was going to go. His brothers hated him. They wanted to kill them. They threw him in a, in a, in a trench. And then they said, no, no, we can't, we can't kill them here. We'll sell them over to the Egyptians. They sold their own brother. But he had a spirit that loved God. He didn't care. Yeah, he was hurting. But he knew that the promise that he was going to be something great. And they took him. And guess where he ended? In Potiphar's house. A new temptation. And there he is in Potiphar's house. And there's this girl that is just lusting. The wife is lusting because he was a good looking young man but he said no I will not commit any type of sin with that lady and then they threw him in prison because they accused him of something that he didn't do and in prison there he is but his spirit was free even though he was locked up he was free he knew that God's will was going to come down and was going to do everything that he said and all of a sudden there was a baker there that helped him out brought him before the king and the king put him in the right hand of power and there he is full of power. Years went by and he saw his father Benjamin and they all came to visit and he didn't, Benjamin did not recognize his father. I mean his son, but he did. He recognized all the kids. But the Bible says that he blessed them. He didn't say I hate you and all that. No, no. He says I'm going to bless you. I am going to bless you. What the devil made, made, made it for bad for me he, God turned it around to be good for you. God will use one individual 
to bring back the blessing in your house. It might be your husband. It might be your wife. It might be your relative. But God's blessing is going to come back right into your house. Why? Because you got a good spirit. You got a spirit that says, I will not give up. I will accomplish what God wants me to do. It might have taken a season. It might have been delayed. But I'm still standing. And I'm still seeing the glory of God. And I will still accomplish what God wants me to accomplish. So I want you to walk out of here like two sides are no Schwarzenegger. I want you to have muscles everywhere spiritually and say, you know what? You can do whatever you want to do with me, but you ain't going to have your way. I am a child of the living God, and I will conquer every bit of it. I think it's time to praise him again. Come on, lift up your hands. Yeah, hallelujah. Glory, glory. Give him a shout of glory. Come on, hallelujah. Glory, glory. The devil is a liar and all, and his mama. Hallelujah. We got to fight back. We can't just let anybody say anything bad and, and accept it. No, no, no. You're a child of God. Just like a duck, let it run, let the water run right off of your back. It ain't going to stick. Say it with me. The enemy will not get his way. Because I am a child of God. And I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Listen to me. If you came to visit, welcome. I want to say that God loves you. You're not here by accident. You're not here by accident. You're experiencing a Holy Ghost. You, you have a flat tire. God just put one of those little pumps and started pumping your lap. You're looking bigger now. Let's go. You're bigger now. And God has given you strength, inspiration to do what God wants you to do. How many are ready to do what God wants you to do? God is for me. He's not against me. He loves me because of his grace. Not because of something good that I did. Just by his grace. I want us all to stand, would you? Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just close your eyes for a minute.